0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast.
1: Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and
0: Brady Beaton.
1: All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. And uh, I can't believe that it's already week nine, Brady. I know. that These are the uh, last of the regular season games. Sunday, we'll be looking at the selections uh, and uh, getting ready for playoff games next week. Yep.
2: It's gone by way too fast, but we have a great slate of Week 9 games. Uh, I mean, just the games will be at. By the way, we added, I guess later today when this comes out, uh, Jackson County Parma Western hosts Richmond, and they moved
1: it to 530 on Thursday, so we decided what the heck we'll go to it. Yeah, why not? Uh, We promised you 27 games, and we actually lost a game when the P.H. Warren Collegiate game got moved from the last Saturday of the regular season two of Friday night yep. and so now we, we can make that game up
2: yes we can been so we yeah, have I mean, ways to do that that's going to be a fun game Dennis you have Marysville Marine City Marysville, uh, Marysville St. Clair, Marysville, St. Clair. I have Marine State. City you have Marysville St. Clair at Marysville that will be a very interesting game I'll have Marine City Notre Dame prep finally kind of a game a measuring stick game for Marine City and then other games we're not doing Cross Lex at Garber that should be a good one. In eight man, we have Deckerville Morris. That's in the history of eight man. That's been one of the best rivalries there is. Uh, what else am I missing? Ubbly uh, uh, and Ubbly uh, Badax. Bad axe. I mean, Badax is seven and one, but last week they lost because of. I'm going to blame the weather for that. <laughs> and I mean, you also have some other games. Elmont Goodrich yes. is an interesting game. Elmont Goodrich, Emley City, Flint, Southwestern. Uh, Armada plays Kersley. And, yeah, it's it's just a, a good week of games to see where teams in our area stack up. PH Warren, Michigan Collegiate. I know Collegiate's a smaller school, but they've never missed the playoffs in their history.
1: And they've got six wins this year. they got the same record the Big Reds have. Yes, they do. And the Big Reds are st- uh, trying to s- uh, snap a little slide here. Yeah.
2: We also have Mooney Pack.
1: Mooney looking to get to seven wins would be a great year for them. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll get rolling into it in just a moment, and we'll have a special guest as well later on in the program. And, of course, picks are coming up as well. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet –
3: 800- 250-7520
1: come on ref that's simple human sense for all your real estate and insurance needs please go to our website at sheridanagency.com if you're not listening to get stuck on sports.com
0: that's a personal foul your kids your schools your sports
1: all right uh, dennis Stuckey, brady beating the tri-county equipment get stuck on sports uh, podcast week nine brady where do you want to start
2: well, um, let's start with uh, a team we haven't talked about a ton just because their games haven't <laughs> had a lot to talk about. Let's start with Marine City. They play Notre Dame Prep Friday. This really, in, in essence, doesn't mean a lot playoff-wise. It means nothing. In the grand scheme of things, a loss doesn't hurt them anything, but it's a game to that I think a lot of people, not just here but around the state, are looking at to see how Marine City lines up with a, another opponent that people think can make a run in Division four.
1: Um I, I agree with, with all of those uh, things, um, and we've run a couple of simulations, and it's interesting. Uh, but I just really – like, and, and Marine City is actually the one team in the area – I have not seen them play this year. Right, not even one time. Um, but well, you saw them play in every other year, so you yeah. know you have the basic idea. We we, we know what they do, um, and uh, I know that Notre Dame Prep plays at least early in the season. They played, I think, some some tougher teams. Yeah, that's teams.
2: the thing. It
1: but overall, neither of these teams have really played that tough a schedule. But I like Marine City's schedule. Because St. Clair is pretty good after all. Yeah. And um, Fitz Fitzgerald, be, th- I don't know if they're good, bad, or indifferent, but, man, they score against everybody except Marine City. Yeah. Marine City shut them down. Look, well, Notre Dame prep, I
2: looking back at it, they've really only had two tough games. Harper Woods was their big game, and they fell short 38-30. Harper Woods 6-2. Their losses are to St. Mary's and De La Salle. Do with that what you will. Um, and their other tough game, Loyola. Loyola, traditionally a really good team in D7. If you look at their record, they're 3-4, and four, but again, their loss is Notre Dame Prep, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, UAD, Jesuit, Country Day. So Notre Dame Prep hasn't really had a big test since week four. Marine City looks like they haven't, but again, we've said it this whole time. Fitz is going to be 8-1. and one. St. Clair very well could be 7-2. and two. Like, those are two quality wins when you look back on it. And more than anything else, one, it's going to be nice to see what Notre Dame prep is for our, once they get in the playoffs and match up with an area team in all likelihood. And two, is Marine City just been beaten up on bad teams, or are they going to show everyone, hey, we're legit, we want to get back to Ford Field, by their standards, it's been too long since they've been there.
1: Yeah, uh, I just like, and maybe it's just because I see the Mac teams play. So I even the bad Mac teams, I give some credit mm-hmm. to. Like I know the bronze for the most part is not a good league. No, nope. but generally from week to week, teams like Clawson. Um and Lamp Fear, especially Lamp Fear, the last couple of years, they don't embarrass themselves. No, but it's a steep drop off after that. It, I mean, know, well, it is. I, I mean, we've talked guess, about this for years.
2: I guess South Lake is respectable, but they might make the playoffs. Uh, like but wh- Marine what's City, the bigger, bigger round forty-seven to, to six.
1: What's the bigger drop? The red to the white, or the silver to the? Brown? Oh, the red. The <laughs> red to the white, just because the red. I mean seems
2: like they have a team get to forward field every single year. Uh, But Marine City's trying to just really send a statement this game. Again, it's going to be two well-coached teams, and being down at their practice, they seem to be healthy. They seem to know that this is the litmus test. Hey, If they find out they come up a little short, the one thing this will do is before the playoffs, show them where maybe they have a flaw, where they don't, where they something where a team like Lincoln or Hazel Park couldn't exploit, but maybe Notre Dame prep can. I'll tell you what, if either team comes in and runs the other off the field, which I don't know if that'll happen, but if that does, that'll be very eye-opening for a lot of teams around the area.
1: Well, like it, let, let's say Marine City gets gets run, which I don't think is going to happen.
2: When was but, the last time they got run? I mean, it, well, if you want to say Frank and but even then, the that's not answer. run, run. They, it was a close game in the third quarter. Just got away from them at the end. Yeah,
1: I just like if they get run, then you can say, well, okay, maybe they're not ex. They're good, but not state champions, like as good as we've been dreaming them to be. But if they blow out Notre Dame prep, you've either got to go all in with them and say, these guys are good, or you've got to look at Notre Dame prep's body of work and say, well, maybe prep was inflated going into that game and they're not as good. I I don't
2: think that would be fair because Notre Dame
1: prep has at least played with really good
2: teams, i.e. Harper Woods, they beat Loyola. So they've proven they have at least a quality football program. How quality, we'll find out when when they have to match up with a North Branch or Cross-Lex and see where the chips fall there. If Marine City runs them, I think that would uh, scare a few people in Division 5 because I think a lot of them, like we've said, have looked at their schedule and go, who have they beat? They haven't played anyone.
1: Yeah, I'm just quickly going through it as fast as uh, I can here. Just because I am curious about this. I've done Notre Dame prep. They've they've actually only played two teams this season that have actual winning records, and they're 1-1 and in those games. By the way – And whatever it is for Marine City, I know they haven't lost a game to anybody. By the way, if
2: I counted correctly, on games they played, so outside of the 4th against Notre Dame prep last year, Marine City right now is riding a 24-game regular season winning streak. You have to go back to 2018 against St. Clair to find their last regular season loss.
1: And and that's a long stretch, and we were really excited about last year's game, uh, like we are this year's, because it was one of those games that we thought was going to tell us a lot about what was was going on in the life of uh, the Marine City Mariners, and... I think they would have won last year's game. I do, too. And, well, we'll have to decide when
2: the picks come around. <laughs> but it's going to be – this is obviously going to be their toughest test yet. All right. Do you want to stick in East China? Talk about the rivalry game?
1: Yeah, because I, I think this is uh, important uh, as well. Um, St. Clair should get the number one seed, right? I, I mean – but but they lock it up for sure with a victory over Marysville. Yeah. Uh, If they lose, I mean, Dennis, we went through If they
2: lose, it's going to get real hairy whether they get a home game or not. If they win, they're the undisputed one seed. Like, There's not even a chance anyone can even get in the same vicinity as them. St. Clair seems we were a little worried about health. It seems like they're going to be a little healthier than maybe we were scared about earlier in the week. Marysville has gotten a little healthier, but... I don't know, Dennis, they've been – St. Clair, I should say, has been physically beating up teams for the most part. Last week they got it taken to them. You know that that's a big point of emphasis at St. Clair, and they are not going to let that happen to them two weeks in a row.
1: Yeah, uh, and that was the – they were not happy about their performance. Um, no. and and that coaching staff there coach bishop coach uh, griff they, they look at that like okay a team came out and punched us in the nose and we didn't respond the way we're supposed to respond and, and you're so barn. that was the focus in practice this week that when your rival marysville comes out with their elbow sharpened yours had better be sharper the the biggest thing i look at this game and the difference is okay knowing
2: that um Thomas is out. Marysville has Sucucci. St. Clair right now has Ellis, hopefully the other Ellis, White, Cole, among others. I just think the Saints have a little more firepower, and the Saints have a bigger offensive line as well. Their
1: size, I think, is going to loom large in this game. Well, I want to see Misko and uh, what Penwell. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm missing somebody up front uh, because I haven't seen these guys. Yeah, I, I haven't seen these guys yet. But all the focus in our pregame camp was these guys are going to move people. Right. These guys are going to make holes. Moselle, yeah, Moselle and yeah, all of them. Matt, uh, Maddox, Moselle, and, and those guys were big and they were going to be physical. And the Saints were going to be able to run the ball and protect Ellis when he throws the ball. Because Ellis is a threat throwing the ball deep, especially. So, like, they do their job, and those it's it, it it feels to me like when those guys are doing their job, those are the games where the Saints are scoring 40 and 50 points. Because when the Saints score, they score a bunch.
2: Yeah, once they get that offense rolling, they're a hard uh, train to stop. I think this might be a lot like the Fear game where maybe Marysville can put up the points. I just don't see how they're going to – slow down St. Clair's offense. Like you said, when they're sputtering, they're sputtering bad. And St. Clair's losses, I mean, including Roseville, 12 nothing and 7. But when they get the offense going, 49 points, 51 points, 39 points, 42, and throwing a 2 nothing forfeit in there, it's kind of Jekyll or Hyde for the St. Clair offense. And I think you'll
1: know in the first quarter what offense came to play. Uh, and, and, again, Marysville has struggled – Defensively, but um, they were really banged up by the end of the Fitzgerald game, and they're a little bit healthier now. Uh, I expect that Michael Sacucci will play. He had 225 and a couple of 60-yard touchdown runs uh, in the game against Lamphere, uh, and, and they and they said you know, not, not babied him, right? But like they they cautious they were cautious about how much they used him. Uh, in that, uh, that game, so uh, I think maybe they were thinking that we've got another game to play, and it's a game we really would like to win. Yeah, yeah, because for
2: Marysville, hey, they're not making the playoffs. This is their Super Bowl. This is their,
1: hey, uh, put the chips in the middle of There's no tomorrow for them. What do they have to lose? This, this is a way, especially for the kids who are going to be back next year, for them to feel good about this, leave this season feeling good, and have a really good taste in their mouth when they start next year yeah because if you lose this game you end your season on a four game losing streak it
2: kind of would put a sour taste in your mouth you win this game you go you know that clintondale game we flip that we're we're a winning football team and gives them something to build on towards 2022 and i can't believe that year's real <laughs> um i, I it's going to be tough for marysville but last year we thought marysville was going to run st Clair and st Clair. Kept it within an arm's length all night long. And Marysville was the better team a year ago. So, And Dennis, you did a game a few years back where Marysville was undefeated. St. Clair was just having an awful year. And Marysville needed a trick
1: play to win the game. Yeah, uh, that was at East China Stadium. And that was a great football game. Uh, and actually, Marysville was pretty lucky to get out of there and still be undefeated at the end of the night. And if I remember correctly, that...
2: That St. Clair team, that was what year? That was 2016? Yeah, that St. Clair team only won four games. It wasn't some uh, battle of the Titans. That was a team that, Dennis, I'm sure you, before the Ma- game, Mary's,
1: were like, Mary was a heavy favorite team. Yeah, you're like,
2: all right, I'll go do it. It's a rivalry game, but Mary Soul's going to win. It wasn't that easy. Uh, all right. Um, Northern wins via forfeit over Cusno. They're 7-2. Congratulations, Huskies. They would have won the game anyway. So. Yes, they would have won it. 200 to nothing. Yeah. Like, if there was a game to get your offense they, they, right, yeah, they, to bounce they, back from They lost from some stats here. there. Yes, that, that, that's a good <laughs> way to put it. They lost some stats. By the way, um, in uh, excluding last year, so in full nine-game seasons, this is Northern's fifth consecutive winning season in a nine-game schedule. That's a big milestone from where they were in the mid-2000s, early 2010s.
1: Well, Larry's done a good job changing the culture there. Mm-hmm. They expect to win, and
2: uh, it'll it'll be a lot of fun. By the way, um, well, we'll wait till the picks to announce the our fun thing for Sunday. Okay, uh, PH they play Warren Michigan Collegiate. Dennis, this is a school that didn't exist when I started high school. Um, they're D six. They're six and two, but they're beating teams like Detroit Edison, Voyager, Pontiac Arts and Tech. Summit Chan, oh, they they actually lost. They won the game against Chandler Park via forfeit. Yeah. They lost it on the field. I think Port here on high. I know Coach Perkins and Stu and the crew over there at PH have a lot of respect for collegiate. I think they're gonna roll them. I think it's going to be a bludgeoning.
1: I think they they're gonna win, uh, and it will be a comfortable win. Um, like I
2: know they, it's their style to take the foot off the gas and relax a bit and not pour it on. I think this is going to be like a thirty-eight to six game.
1: Well, we'll we'll see on that. They're still not everybody there yet, but um, they're still in my mind better than collegiate. Like, I think this is a game they should win. Or there's going to be difficulty come playoff time yeah any team
2: with a pulse that collegiate has played they've lost i mean they lost to country day 41 14 lost to milan uh 29 20 milan whatever 29 22 and then they lost to chandler park 18 to 16 but chandler park was dirty dirty cheaters <laughs> and they had to forfeit so yeah uh and so uh, teams that win collegiate loses to teams that lose they beat up on so, uh, I mean, do you have really anything else for this PH collegiate game? Uh, because I just – I know that – I don't know a lot about them. Their first season – okay, sorry, it was in 2008. I'm not quite that old. Um, <laughs> and their first – ha- since they started playing full seasons in 2009, they have never missed the playoffs. But there's a lot of teams that would never miss the playoffs if they had two tough games a year and seven gimmies.
1: Has that been every single year of their history? It might. This year might just be that's who they ended up playing against. Because uh, when when the new system them, came out, everybody had to play somebody bigger. Some of the and years. So now they're getting a lot of little teams that are hoping to get more points. They're getting a lot of D eight teams. Yeah, uh, some of <laughs> some of the
2: years that when they were actually um, there were some years they played some legitimate teams like Our Lady of the Lakes. They played Gross Point North one year. They played Notre Dame Prep in years past, but. Um, it seems like they have, like, one or two tough games, and then they have a lot of gimmies. So they they have their tests, but they also have their get-the-win weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I know. Well, I mean, it's a matter of perspective, and it matters, you know, where in the state you're you're sitting – because, you, you know darn well, people at Notre Dame Prep are sitting there going, ah, Marine City doesn't play anybody. Yeah. And people at Marine City are looking at their go going, you guys don't play anybody. Yeah, they played one tough team and lost.
2: So, that's why you settle it on the field. <laughs> but the max slate's a little short because you have two teams playing each other. Northern got the forfeit win. And there's not a lot – we don't know a lot about Warren Michigan Collegiate. And – Marine City has the most
1: interesting game in the MAC this week, I think. And and, uh, Anchor Bay is home to Romeo. You beat Romeo, Anchor Bay. You're number one on my poll going into the playoffs. Yeah, we'll we'll
2: make an exception if you. We'll
1: find a way to get you in. If you you beat Romeo, Romeo. you
2: are undisputed number one team in the MAC and a favorite to make a run in Division One.
1: I wouldn't go that far. Well, they they would have to. They're going to end up in a pool. (laughs) They would (laughs) have to beat Romeo again. That would be their toughest competition. You beat them twice. And you really are the number one team in the area. (laughs) All right. Well, um, Mike Gallagher coming on next,
2: uh, joining us to talk some thumb football, some eight-man, and he'll also be our guest picker this week. Dennis, it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun because there are some big games up in the uh, thumb, and Mike will have the inside scoop on all of that. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, (laughs) the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice.
2: and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marys or Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee.
3: Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget.
5: Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future.
3: Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools.
4: Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start. and up apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers again magna.com forward slash careers get a fresh start with magna international today
0: if you're not listening to get stuck on that's a personal foul your kids your schools your sports
2: Welcome back to the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast, now joined by our friend Mike Gallagher. Mike,
5: thank you for uh, coming down here and joining us for a little while. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, It's been uh, been a while. I don't think I've been here since uh, preseason, so uh, good to catch you guys right at the end of the season, kind of uh, wrap everything up, I suppose.
1: We can find out just how smart we were right. about, about <laughs> right. what we talked yeah. about before yeah. things started. Yeah. Now that we can look back, hindsight. Well, let's start with – well, we have to talk about the
2: BWAC, so let's get the ones that aren't in your coverage zone kind of out of the way. I know sure. you've seen some of them. Yeah. And then we'll really dive into, like, the GTC East. We'll talk a lot of Cross-Lex, uh, eight-man football. But, Dennis, where do you want to start on the BWAC Wheel of Fun? Well,
1: just because the uh, the game is later today – Uh, and we're going over to Chicken Parm or whatever it's called. Yeah, Jackson County Parma (laughs) Western,
2: which – And they're playing Richmond. Which, for those curious why this game's on Richmond's schedule, basically they wanted a one-year contract with someone so they could match up with hopefully another local team or local-ish team from the MAC in the future. Yeah. So they – Jackson County Western Parmesan cheese is—they're <laughs> uh, they beaten teams with winning records.
1: They've lost to the teams with, or they beat teams around. with losing records. Lost to teams with winning records. Yeah, and they're five—they're five and three on the uh, this season. Uh, and it looks to me from from what I could find, which wasn't a whole lot, it kind of centers around the quarterback Nolan yeah. Wheeler. They run a
5: spread midline, is
2: he'll, how it was described yeah. to me.
1: He'll 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 throw and he'll be the main guy running the football too. So
5: now they're. They're Class A school, right?
1: Yeah, they're it a Division Three, Big playoff points, yeah, potentially. big playoff. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why they
2: were enticed by yeah. them is their enrollment's 844, so they're about the size of Marysville, okay. slightly bigger. Uh, but, yeah, they, I mean, you want some names that you might know. The only one that I think people from around here would really jump at is they lost to Jackson, Lumen, Christie, 33 nothing. And that was just last week. Yeah, they play in the Interstate 8 Conference – and, yeah, they've made the playoffs every year since 2017. Haven't really done much when they've gotten in. 2018, they made a run to a regional final. There's not much else I can tell you. The game's at 5.30 because of uh, the official shortage. and uh, Well, also, Richmond has to drive from, from Richmond. It's like two and a half hours.
1: Yeah. And so, because it got moved from Friday to Thursday, they moved up the time too. Okay. So, so that Richmond doesn't have to get home at one o'clock in the morning, right? With school the next day,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's that's that situation. We'll be doing the game.
1: Uh, maybe both of us on the call, Dennis. We'll see. We're, we'll go out there, and if they can accommodate the uh, the two man crew and the gear that it will take, then it'll be two of us. If not, um, I'm going to sit and watch, and Brady can do the game. I just yeah. make sure he doesn't fall asleep on the drive home.
5: <laughs> that has been one of the nice things about this season, those Thursday games and those Saturday games. Oh yeah. It's unfortunate that we have the ref shortage, but from our perspective, getting way more football games in coverage-wise has mm-hmm. been awesome.
1: Well, here's the thing that 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 Brady has wants to do. He wants eight man to play every Wednesday night. <laughs> okay. He wants the thumb to play every Thursday night. Yep. <laughs> he wants the Mac to play every Friday night, and then uh, the Catholic League can play on Saturdays. Yeah, and then we can do four nights a week. To yeah, do football. There you go. <laughs> but no, full.
2: I mean, Folsom was the first one I really saw touting this. Is like eight man or really small schools play on Thursday. Yeah. You'll get. I mean, we want to cover you, but I mean, it's the real world. You know how businesses are run. Right. You gotta. Can't get to them as much as we would like, but if eight man was played every Thursday, Dennis, we probably
1: would have an eight man game every Thursday. Yeah, we'd have a Thursday night eight man game. Right. It's just. I mean, I wish there were more Saturday afternoon games. I know why they don't do it, and I know the tradition right. is to play high school football on Friday nights. Right. I don't want to mess with people's traditions. Well, and plus, you but have to deal it'd be with college football. It'd be yeah. fun if there were more Saturday afternoon games sprinkled throughout the the season because we go and cover everyone we can find. Right. right. We did. Right. You've done all the Mooney games. You've done.
2: We I did Saint Clair versus Tower. Uh, the the first two weeks of the season are awesome when you have Thursday yes. night, Friday night. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, so
1: much fun. So
2: anyway, uh, all right, spin the wheel again, Dennis. Where do you, uh, you want to Yale go Lutheran North? What do you think about this? I think um, Lutheran North's the favorite, but last year we saw they are a bunch of frauds, <laughs> and when Richmond beat them up after going through the most emotionally draining season ever and beat them up in a big way and Luther North, their wins, Chandler Park, um they actually I believe that was the team that forfeited. They played South Lake week one to a 0-0 regulation finish, one fourteen to eight. They beaten Cranbrook and the two Gabriel Richards, who aren't that good this year. I don't think it's crazy to say Yale has a fighting chance against the Mustangs, Dennis. Okay. And hopefully, this game's at Lutheran North, right? Yeah. Hopefully their football field's better than their baseball field.
1: I'm just saying anything Lutheran North and get stuck on sports, Lutheran North always seems to rise to the occasion. So I'm glad we're actually not broadcasting (laughs) this game because then I think I'd have to pick Lutheran North in a landslide. So
2: you know, the first Lutheran North game we did in any sport was a district final between Marine City and girls, semifinal in girls basketball. Marine City was up like, 35-25 Thirty-five to twenty-five with four minutes to go and lost. Oh my God! <laughs> Saint Clair, who was a favorite against Lutheran North, just couldn't <laughs> score the ball. The next game in the district final and Lutheran North beat them. Wow! So then in the we missed them in the regional semifinals. They beat uh like Clawson or someone, yeah. and then they played Emily City. You know, pretty good at girls basketball. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> they were up with like two minutes to go in that game, and eventually Emily City. Went on to win, yeah. but that was a game that if you played again, MLA City wins by 25, yeah, and yeah. they won. Then baseball <laughs> district goes to Lutheran North. They upset Marysville. Uh, first, no, they beat Saint Clair. Right, Saint Clair. Yeah. They beat Saint Clair on a like the pre-district day. Mm-hmm. Then beat Marysville with a kid who would give, uh Macio Miller, who had given up what like two earned runs all year, yeah. and got him for like five, like. Yeah, out of nowhere, then they play Marine, Marine City. City in the district finals and win.
1: Wow. Yeah, so if and you're. your baseball field had what, what, two sewer drains? Yeah, they out have a the sewer outfield. drain in it. <laughs> if you ever
2: have to go to Lutheran North for anything baseball, don't waste your time and, and bring portable power because the only outlet is on the scoreboard.
5: Lutheran North is Rochester, correct? Yeah, basically on 23 so, mile. Yeah. They just end up over here for districts and yeah, stuff? Yeah, for
2: like basketball and stuff because yeah. they're just far enough north where it's not that far to richmond it's not right. that far to marine city even if you have to go to marysville it's a 20 minute drive up 94 okay so I think well, it's even not f-
1: rochester it's macomb yeah sorry th- yeah they call themselves macomb and then from time to time there's been i think talk of bringing them into the BWAC. Or, or you know, into uh, well, in like our, the,
2: one of the Mac divisions. In my fake conference, we made I put them in there yeah. because they would be. I mean, realistically, they're what not that far from Algonac at all. Like they're probably twenty minutes from yeah, Algonac. It's, it's
1: not a terrible drive. Speaking of Algonac and Marlettes yes, is a
5: game yeah. uh, this uh,
1: week, and you say Marlette's offense is the real deal.
5: I think they are. Yeah, if you look at um, you know the points, the points per game. It, it, it compares with some of the best offenses in school history. And uh, the, it, it, as we talked about, they're very senior heavy, uh, so it is to be expected. Um, but really, their offense, it's just it's very good this year. They The quarterback, Jason Tenbush, uh, he's, a, he's a great quarterback. He took over as a starter last year, uh, kind of settled in throughout the season, battled injuries, uh, so the, the back end of the season was kind of tough for him. Uh, This year, he's been healthy all season. Uh, He's got two great receiving weapons in uh, Grant Roberson and Travis Fuller. Uh, Travis Fuller plays a little bit of running back, uh, kick returner, punt returner. He kind of does everything for Marlette. But the biggest thing is they got a, a tight end in Tristan Creighton and a couple of really good slot receivers in Colin Miller and Ethan Marshall. So you can't just take... Grant Roberson or Travis Fuller out of of a game because then they can just beat you somewhere else. And I think the depth of their offense is really the biggest thing for them this year. By by the way,
2: he mentioned the points per game through eight games they are averaging 41.75 points per game. Did,
1: Did you cover the Harbor Beach game?
2: I did not. No, I was
5: in Croswell. Yeah, he was with me and Armada. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it was was funny. LeGro looked like he was on press row because he had him, um, Callie, uh, that works at Blue Water Healthy Living, and uh, Brendan, the new Times-Herald writer, all around him. And I'm just patiently waiting my turn as he has three microphones in his face. Yeah, he was hating that. I was (laughs) (laughs) –
5: I was uh, pretty surprised, though, because we, we hung out, you know, yeah. talking to LeGro for a while after the game, and I got in my car in the parking lot and turned on uh, 92.5, and the Marlette Harbor Beach game is still on. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on? Like, was there a weather delay? Or it... No. I, well, we're heading into our third overtime. I was like, man, <laughs> maybe right. I should have went up to Harbor Beach.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but well, and, and they might rematch. Like, that's a possibility. Yeah.
5: yeah. Well, and I'm sure Marlette would like another shot at them and they would love another shot at Ubley because that is a game I believe Marlette was either tied or down a score at halftime.
2: It was
1: close for about a quarter or two. I think it was and- 28-21 at the half. Yeah, that that sounds yeah. about right. And, and then
2: they ended up
5: 56-21. Yeah. Right, just Ubley just grinded them out. But I, that's, that's a team, you know, Marlette, th- those are two very tough losses, but the chance to uh, play those teams again I'm sure Marlette would love.
2: Yeah, well, with Algonac – Algonac struggles to score
5: points. Their best offensive output
2: was Week One, twenty-seven. They won a game last week, eight to three, yeah. um, against Yale.
1: And and, I don't. And, you're the, asking and, a team, and the three points was not the norm on defense for them, right? Right. right. Like
2: they've been giving up in the thirties and forties. Asking a t- team that's been scoring seven or six touchdowns a game to hold them to like two—that's a big ask. Well,
5: and I think with Yale. You know, we kind of saw it with Cross-Lex, you know, they didn't complete a pass. And mm-hmm. on paper, you would think, oh, man, cross is in trouble. Well, no, they just run the ball. Right. Oh, here's Yale, a sophomore. <laughs> Yale that. Yale doesn't have that ability. No. They, Yale can't throw, they couldn't throw the ball last week. Well, now you're just out of luck because you, right. you can't run the ball either, you know. So, I guess that's, that's how you end up with three points.
2: But. Right. Um. Dennis, unless you have anything else, let's go to what maybe is the second hottest team in the BWAC, North Branch. Talk about a run since early season woes. Again, again, we said this. Coaches have told us you do not want to play North Branch late. Right. They once that wing tee gets going, once they get at once Furman gets his pieces in place, they're tough to stop. They play a Linden team. I think they should win. They're three and five on the season. Do you see any reason why North Branch doesn't get to 7-2 and have a lot of momentum going into a playoff game?
1: Yeah, well, I, I I think I said this on the last show. Like, North Branch right now is not a team that I would want to play in a playoff game. In right. that one-game one elimination, they're kind of dangerous. Like, yes. they're, they're the snake waiting in the grass for you to step too close so that mm-hmm. they can bite you on the ankle. Uh, I wouldn't want to play them right now, and I don't see – any reason why they're going to slow down this week against Linden. And, like, that's a potential opponent for St. Clair in the in the that, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Not a team uh, I want to Or play. a rematch with Crosslex. Right. Perhaps like, in the finals, yeah. Yeah, that, that's – and, and, again, would they be the underdog in both games? Probably. <laughs> but would you walk away if they won going, oh, I'm surprised? Right. They'd, They'd be wouldn't. riding a six-game winning streak into – The playoffs,
2: I mean, you're our wing T expert, Mike. That offense is built for playoff
5: football. I I think, yeah, and I think the biggest thing when you you look at these wing T teams, you know, like Ubley, North Mm -hmm. North Branch, Sandusky in the past, once you get later in the season and they're running that offense so well, it really limits their mistakes. Mm -hmm. So your opponents have to play pretty much perfect football. Because when, when we saw North Branch and Croslex in week two, week yeah. three, North Branch threw a couple of interceptions. Oh, and the, the,
2: the one that broke their back was when Damascus just kind of threw. I don't know if he was trying to throw it away and didn't get. But they were on a drive, and it looked like, right. oh, crap, North Branch is going right. to score. Croslex hasn't done anything offensively since four minutes into the game.
5: Right. But once once you get later in the season and you get that offense rolling, you don't need Damascus to be mm-hmm. taking chances like that or to be taking shots downfield. So I, I really think that's that's what it comes down to is, you know, you have to play perfect football to be, you know, with to play with North Branch.
1: And the other thing that needs to be mentioned, they're another team where, like, we talk about their offense all the time. But their defense doesn't give up much. No. right. Their defense right. doesn't give up much at Sense all. Sense
2: giving up 34 <laughs> to Armada, 14 to Yale, 14 to Elmont, 22 to Algonac, 14 to Richmond shutout, M.L.A. City, despite fumbling seven times last week against the Spartans. <laughs> what
1: is it about M.L.A. City and teams turning the ball it, It's over, the, pickle, the it's ball? It's the pickle juice in the air. <laughs> um, they play Flint
2: Southwestern. If there's a chance to end the season on a high note, it's this game. They've beaten – what an advanced tech team from pick a city in Southeast Michigan and Flint new standard Emily city against Flint Southwestern is a
1: game that the Spartans
2: probably should win. You'd hope so. I'm, Yeah,
1: I'm. I, I'm not, we were looking at that earlier. It's, it's like, this is act, This actually, of all the games in the league, score wise, this might end up being the most interesting game of the right, week. Like right, right. It, it might be like a fourteen to ten game or something like that. Where, but yeah, I I I'd like to think Emily City can go on the road and get this win.
5: Has Emily City been battling injuries this year? They've like,
1: had low numbers. Yeah. Like
5: even at full strength, I think they had eighteen or nineteen
2: kids. Okay. And the thing is, the Rojas's and among other kids for them. They have talent, right? But like we mentioned, we, I think we were talking before we went off air or on air. They just have to play every snap on both right. sides of the ball, right? And your really good players get worn down, and yeah. just teams with depth. Like even if they had like half a dozen nothing kids that just went out there and were painfully average, right? They would be a lot better because they could give some other kids some rest, right? Right. But it's, well, I,
5: I could see that being. Uh, a, a really big problem in the BWAC when you have these oh, yeah. humongous teams, you know.
2: And, yeah, that's why they had to forfeit against cross Lex. Right, yeah. And he, even Yale, they got – I mean, they so they beat Algonac 45-14. to 14. They explode in that one and then used to lose to Yale 34-6. to six. And then you had the slot fest last week between Algonac and Yale. I don't know, for a program trying to build its way back to being – respectable and trying to gain momentum winning this game does it do a lot for you in the long run no but your kids feel good going into the offseason mm-hmm. yeah
1: uh, talk about a, a team that we really like but could kind of use a win this week is Armada and they've got uh, Kersley uh, I I think if anybody needs a win in week nine to feel a little bit better when the playoffs start right now it's Armada because they've had two big games and two tough losses yeah and that's a Kersley team that has a winning record in fact they
2: lost to Linden uh they've lost to Linden they've lost to Schwartz Creek and they've lost to Bay City Western they've beaten Bay City Central they beat Flushing who usually or at least in the past has been a solid team they're 500 this year um beat Fenton who again another team that usually you hear that think of them as pretty good they're 500 uh it's not going to be an easy game for Armada, and actually, we're not sure where this game is being played yet, because yeah, the field that the Armada field is so oh, bad whole, yeah, at Armada, I, I could imagine that, that that could be a problem. That they have been looking around, um, <laughs> they've looked just down the road, and it, it just depends on s- some like fine print details. This could be a neutral site game, like you said, Dennis. You really you win this game, you feel like you write the ship a bit. But if you have to play on that field again, it's supposed to rain today, Thursday. It could be another sloppy game because even if it's not wet, it's just going to be—you're not going to be able to get your foot in the ground.
5: Well, and is Armada in line for potentially a home playoff game? I believe yes. I mean, if they, they are, Kersley,
2: if they are, they would host either Lutheran North or Richmond, depending on what Richmond does against uh, Parma Western.
5: Because you'd almost want to, you know. Give your field another week, right? Give, give up that home game week nine, so then you can have the home playoff game, right? In the first week of playoffs,
2: right? And who knows? Maybe they have to go to Kersley or or find a stadium out there to play at. Um, any or right, who else have we talked?
1: Uh, about? Uh, just uh, real quick, uh, important for Elmont, they they have Goodrich. Elmont's going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. but this game is the difference between maybe having to travel, mm-hmm. or maybe getting a home game because Goodrich is a lot of points if you can get this game.
2: Again, we talked about it. Um, Almont's a team that could be playing for a regional title if they get a favorable draw. A team you're familiar with, Millington, Mm -hmm. could be in their district. I like Almont. I don't know a lot of teams I'd like against Millington.
5: Right, right. Well, and Almont, it's hard to get a – Great read on them this year. It seems like they're a little bit up and down. Last week's game with Richmond was a little bit surprising. Because it was thought, what, a
2: two-point game in the fourth
5: quarter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened last week that you can just chalk up to the, the terrible That, that weather, was on turf, but, though. Oh, okay.
2: It was at Richmond. Yeah, okay. So,
1: I, I look at it as, they, in the end, they got the job done. They won right. by 10 right, right. on the road. Right. But but right. The, and they'd been playing – Tough games. The know. big
2: blemish is, like, you lose by 34 to Cross-Lex. Yeah. And they go up, rebound, and beat Armada in Richmond. You'd like to see that score just a little closer, even
1: if it's just for aesthetic reasons. Yeah. I don't know, that, that, to me, they, they've had four tough games in a row, and they came out 2-2. Two and two. Right. That's pretty – I mean, they're, they're one play away from being 3-1. and one. They lost in overtime at North Branch. And they, they've had one bad game – or one bad showing in four weeks, and they played at North Branch, Croslex, Armada, and at Richmond. Right. Uh, I like Elmont. Yeah. Goodrich, by the
2: way, 6-2. and two. They lost to Frankenmuth, 28-14, so the Martians. That's not a bad play, loss. No, yeah. <laughs> played Frankenmuth tough early in the yeah. season. The
1: Martians are hard to tackle. <laughs> they
2: beat Linden nine to six in week two. Uh they beat Ortonville Branded 48-21. just looking for teams that might mean anything. Uh lost to Lake Fenton fourteen to twelve. Lake Fenton, seven and one football team. And last week they beat Schwartz Creek nineteen to fifteen. That Flint Metro League can be a tough, tough league yeah, to play in. Yeah. So, Almont, they win this game. You're feeling really good going into playoffs, but they are, if they win this game, they're like a top six seed in the state most likely. If yeah. they lose, depending on what a team like Standish Sterling or if they get pulled south to like Clintondale uh, or any other, I'm trying to think, uh, Clawson I think would be in their district if they got pulled south, could be a road game for them there.
1: So, Croslex goes to Garber this week. At the beginning of the season, we were really excited about this game. Mm-hmm. Are we kind of a little less excited about this game now? Yep.
2: I just think Croslex is so on a roll, Dennis. I think yeah. you talked about this all the way back in, like, week four when they didn't get the M.L.A. City game about getting on a roll, getting in a rhythm. They're on a, on a roll and in a rhythm. Like, like we talked about it before. If I would have told you last week, Mike, I said, you're going to Armada and Croslex will not complete a pass, you're going – Oh, crap, Armada's pulling off the upset. Right. 30-14. Right. to 14. They're just, They They're just—they have so many weapons. That was a game they didn't use Gavin Espinoza or Sage right. Slanick, or they didn't use Kirk Wilson offensively. They have so many things they can do. And really, Jake Townsend had, like, what, 90 yards rushing? But for him, that's a bad night off yeah. night. They have so much in the tank, in the back pocket. I think... I'm expecting a big performance from CrossLex. I said it on Sun on Saturday's show. They're on a complete roll right now.
5: And I think the thing I noticed with CrossLex last week and you know the past couple weeks, it it seems like they're kind of pissed off. Like they yeah. they 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 want to prove people wrong and. You know, they they feel like they haven't gotten the respect they deserve, and maybe you know, up until last week, maybe they haven't gotten that respect. Right, someone wouldn't put them high enough in their rankings. Right, I, <laughs> I'm number three uh, going into that game. How <laughs> <laughs> much higher do you want to be? But I think when you can, when when you're that good of a team, but you can still play with a chip on your shoulder, that that's a dangerous team because you know maybe Garber isn't as good as you know they we thought they were going to be in the preseason. But that's still a marquee game for Croslex Lex to make a statement. Right. And I think, you know, when you have an opportunity like that, maybe you you run it up a little bit.
2: I think you made a really good point. And let's go all the way back to week one. How much has that Williamston loss become a positive now right. that you keep right. that? Because ch- if you win that game, maybe you're getting a little cocky. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're feeling pretty good about yourself. And I think we said it all the way back then is. All right, hey, they lost to a good team. They're figuring it out, but sometimes a loss can be a good thing, especially a non-conference week one loss. Mm -hmm. I think that was a really good point. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder for sure.
5: Yeah, well, and you you could get that vibe, and I'd like to know who – Told Coach Legros that he doesn't have athletes on his team. Yeah, right. But that he took that to heart.
2: Although, although <laughs> who said that? I, I, Apparently, sure someone if, over it, the summer when yeah. he took the job, someone told him he didn't have there wasn't enough athletes to run his offense at Cross-Lex. Wow. Although. The way he can take things and use them as motivation, he could go to McDonald's and a homeless person could be just (laughs) yelling nothingness, and he'd go to practice, this guy said we're not going to score 30 (laughs) points,
1: (laughs) and he'd use that as motivation. All right, there's two GTC East games I want to talk about since we've got Mike here. Harbor Beach and USA uh, will play this week, Uh, and – Generally, this would be like the marquee game. Right. We'd have spotlights going yep. up in the thumb and fireworks going off. By their standards, neither – like Beach could win their sixth game of the year and they're having right. a down year. Right, right. Uh, And I think US, what are, USA two is like and two and six. Right. So and, that's not what we're used to the Patriots
5: being. At the beginning of the year, USA, they, they've – the past couple of years, they've struggled with numbers. And the, it, it's kind of the same thing with MLA City. Mm-hmm. They have good players, but they don't have enough players. And I think as the season winds on, that becomes a more – a bigger problem. And I right. think that's what we saw last week. Vassar had no business winning that game. I mean, USA – that's a game USA has to have. Right. And Harbor Beach – you know, they're a team that's kind of trending in the, the opposite direction. They've gotten better as the season's gone on. Obviously, it, it's tough to open the season with Bad Axe. And then mm-hmm. Ubley was an early game this year yeah. as well. well. Yeah,
2: for USA, I mean, they played Ubley as tough as anyone else has. They lost 32-22. Right. Yep. They lose to Bad Axe 28-6. Like, they're losing close games. They lose the Laker 14 nothing. Right. Like, these are all
5: teams that we expect to win playoff games. Yep. And it's just they're they're right there but it's just not quite enough and i think i i, I don't know the whole story with USA right now but that that faster loss is a that that's a pretty big blemish i mean that's that, that that's a tough one but then on the flip side harbor beach that's a heck of a win over marlette i mean you know the the home field advantage is always a big deal up in harbor beach and i can only imagine what it was like last last friday yeah. night but you know, that, that, that's a nice win for Harbor Beach. And, you know, they, they also benefit from playing in a, a, a GTC East conference that's pretty down this year. But they've used that to their advantage to steadily improve as the season's gone along.
2: How much would Harbor Beach want to rematch with Ubley for a district championship?
5: Oh, man. It, 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 the past couple of years, it's, li- it's lined up that way. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they usually do get to see each other again. But – Harbor Beach has been improving, but Ubley looks pretty unstoppable right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I'm sure they've been a that rematch. one team that gives
1: Ubly fits. Right, it's, right. I mean Well,
5: if you look, Harbor Beach has dominated that rivalry. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's it, it's the one team that Ubly just can't seem to get a handle on. And, you know, it's it's a big rivalry game and you know, both teams are usually really, really great teams, but it just can't seem to figure them out, and that same goes for uh, Marlette and Harbor Beach. Marlette, we, pretty pretty solid Greater Thumb East team. I believe they're now like twenty-one and or six and twenty-one or four and twenty-one. So, yeah, like it's, just it's a, something like that. Like just maybe a four and twenty-two record against yeah. so, Harbor Beach.
2: So you mentioned how they dominated the rivalry. Just looking back, real quick, every one of Ubley's runs to the semifinals. You know who they've never beaten in a run to a semifinal? Harbor Beach. Harbor Beach. Yeah, okay. they've avoided like that game. Like th- there right. have been years. <laughs> right. Like you look, I'm just scrolling through um, the first one I see. 2017, they were a 7-2 and team, lose to Harbor Beach. The next year, 2018, another 7-2 and team district final, lose to Harbor Beach. I think there was one more in there where they lost to Harbor Beach early and knocked off what they were hoping was a really big playoff run. But – when they've gone deep, though. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Twenty nineteen, they did beat Harbor Beach. So, I excuse me, Ubbly fans, but that has been a thorn in the side of Ubbly
1: in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. And speaking of the Bearcats, they're going to play Bad Axe uh, this week, and this is an exciting game because you got two teams that are fifteen and one going into this game.
5: Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, with Bad Axe's loss to Laker last week, it kind of takes a little bit of the fun out of it. But on the other hand maybe you see a more motivated bad X team, you know, maybe that, that, that was the game bad X needed to lose. Maybe, Mm. you know, maybe they were getting a little ahead of themselves and, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be a great matchup. And, uh, it's, it's, it's been a while. I mean, bad X had, had a great season last year, but before that, it had been a long time since bad X was playing great football at the end of a season, uh, you know, with a potential playoff spot, you know, uh, home playoff spot on the line but uh man it's ugly's just a scary team right now like i, I <laughs> <Yeah>. don't know <laughs> no like you you could say all you want about bad acts and everything but ugly's been really really good and you know we we talk about the greater thumb east being a little bit down maybe but ugly's crossover wins have been
1: pretty good wins yeah, yeah i mean
5: that's... the usa that, that's but at
1: the time not. they played that game, that was early in the. Uh, was that right. Week, that one. Was yeah. week one. It's like yeah. that was a big matchup in week right. one. Yeah. Right.
2: Um. By the way, Bad Axe hasn't won seven games since two thousand and one. Right. If See. they win this game, it will be their best season since nineteen seventy eight, when Which, they went eleven and
5: one and lost. I think the state finals. Right. Yeah. The, one of the most bizarre playoff runs ever. Bad yeah. X going to the state final. Right.
2: Back when they basically uh, – Only had four teams yeah, in their line. Right. Eight, <laughs> and right. they basically just had two people in a room going, they are worthy.
5: Yeah. They are worthy. And undefeated teams missed out yeah. on the playoffs. It's, yeah. Don't get us started. Yeah. Well, like,
1: uh, we know I, – I know Evan Prusky is good, but, like, last year, Upley had – was it Helenski? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. And, and they had a couple of other kids, like – Who's doing it for Ugly besides Prusky? That's that's the
5: thing. It's it's a pretty balanced attack. Like that, it's there's there's been games where eight nine different guys get touches in the backfield, and you know a lot of that comes down to you know blowouts and getting younger kids in yeah. there. But we've we've been talking. Uh, we have the Thumb Sports Writers Association meeting coming up, and you know we we like to talk about you know player of the year candidates and stuff, and you know, you look at Ubley, and they're so good, but they don't really have a player of the year nominee. The some it's, version it's of so Marine City.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly.
5: Yeah, yep.
1: The The numbers suffer because yeah. nobody plays the second half. With, right. Yeah. right, right. <laughs> if right. you put
2: half those kids on another team, they would have 1,500 yards exactly. because they would need all – but they don't need it. Like, you put Evan Peruski, just say on in Brown City, he's – Putting up huge numbers because right. he's going to play four quarters, nine games a year.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, eight-man football. Deckerville and Morris play for the uh, Stars Championship this week. Um, I like Deckerville, but, man, I just look at the scores that the Orioles put up yeah. week to week. They just crush everybody. There are no close games. Right, right. And
5: um, I don't know if you guys saw, but that's actually going to be the uh, Detroit Lions game of the week. Duck really? Okay. Morris. They that went to be. an
2: eight. See, yeah. the one like state outlet that gives our area some love out of everyone is the Detroit freaking Lions. <laughs> yeah. Like M L City Cross Maybe Lex that's was- why the rest of the state <laughs> doesn't respect <Right>. us. <laughs> that's why MLA City Cross Lex was going to be it. I think Towerport here on high was it. Yeah. Um, there was another game that was Marlette up for Marlott Arbor Beach was up for Marlette it, so. Arbor Beach. There was another BWAC matchup, but Deckerville, because it's a voting system too. It is,
5: yeah. How, pff, how did there's it, 30 people <laughs> living in both cities, <laughs> right? Right. How? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Morris. They they've pretty much dominated the NCTL the last couple years, and you know, Deckerville is a good team. They're they're a great team, I think. They've just been so hurt by their schedule this year. They lose their week one game. They lose their Atherton game last week. And then you play games like Yeah, with teams forfeiting. They didn't lose the game. They lost they literally lost the actual
1: game. Right.
5: (laughs) They couldn't find one. (laughs) Yeah, and you know you then you have games like Flint International where it's sixty to nothing at halftime. Or Genesee where you got 40 you got over 40 points in the first quarter and you
2: know that was that, crazy
5: that was crazy and it's
2: which have they updated the MHSA record books because we tried to get that in the record books and it wasn't updated for a while okay. let me check um, by the way do you know when the last time Morris lost a conference game was never yeah, they have great. they <laughs> have they've lost one NCTL game in their history, and it had to be to Deckerville. No, Mayville. It was in 2017. They lost 30 to 26 to Kingston. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, and that, then went okay. back and beat them in the playoffs. Right? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, Morris has lost one NCTL game in their history, and it was their first <laughs> season
5: by I, four points. I, I knew they were dominating the NCTL, but I didn't. I didn't figure it was that that dominant. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's um. Yeah, that's a pretty. That's a pretty I, to, dominant.
5: I wouldn't be surprised though if Deckerville pulled off the upset, just because they, similar to Croslex, they're they're going to be playing pissed off. They they've they've been screwed over by their schedule. They they're another team that gets overlooked because oh
2: no, there's still no Deckerville record in the MHSA record book. Hmm. Even though we sent that in, maybe to,
1: they updated at the end of the year. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. They better. Yeah. <laughs> Or you're gonna be sour. (laughs) I'm gonna be sour. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Maryville Armada, things like that that we get from the MHSa. I know it just annoys me. Anyway, sorry, sorry. You well, well,
5: while we're talking about thumb (laughs) disrespect, I think one of the best is uh, when they do the selection Sunday Mm -hmm. on the Fox Sport. Well, I guess it's Bally now or whatever, and they'll mispronounce. Like half of the thumbs. Oh, every there, ev- all the time. Armada, you don't like Kindy North. That, that was the one I was going for. Yeah, <laughs> Kindy, <laughs> Kindy. I'm, Nobody calls Kindy they're, North. Yeah, they're they're, anyway. they're
2: they're good up in Kindy, <laughs> like Armada. I mean, the, the when we had a Demarco Singleton scored what forty three points, we sent it in to be on this week, and they called it Maryville. Oh. Like, just they've called Armada, Armada, Ugly. You, you yeah <laughs> you. yeah. At least that one. At least they bend a Ford field. They better not mess that one up. But we should just keep a little. just playing
1: Ubley this week. <laughs>
2: um. All right. Is that? Is there any other eight man games? I CPS? just want, I wanted
1: to ask about Peck and oh, yeah. uh, CPS because you know I I said what's going on in Peck? They were rolling, yeah, and yeah. now I know that there was an actual reason. Yeah. For it. They
5: uh their their star player uh, Caleb Lettner, he actually got injured. Uh, just after halftime of the uh, CPS game, uh, which was a fantastic game, um, I think it—it's it, it, weird to say in a loss, but that was a signature moment for that CPS team. Um, but yeah, it, he was their starting quarterback, uh, middle linebacker, uh, more of a running quarterback, uh, but he—he—he um, he, he really did it all for them. And you know, we talked a little bit before we started here. Um, when in, in, eight player, in eight player football, that one guy can make such a huge difference, especially when they're playing both sides of the ball. Um, Peck still a pretty, still pretty good team. Um, their offensive line is pretty young. They're all sophomores or freshmen. Um, but considering they've, they've done pretty well, they have a great running back in, uh, Nathan Robar. He's gone for over a hundred yards in every single game. Uh, I want to say he's over 1700 yards for the, for the season. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're still a dangerous team. Um, unfortunately, you know, with the way they were trending at the beginning of the year, uh, that was a team that you're like, okay, you know, they're going to compete for a, a, a a Stripes title with North Huron and maybe get that home playoff game. Um, they'll still get into the playoffs. Uh, they're going to, I have a feeling Ashley will be forfeiting the game this Friday. Um, so and that that'll that'll extend a, a, a pretty impressive streak of uh, playoff appearances for Peck. Um, they they usually always get in since McDaniel is. Yeah, the over. only
2: year that they haven't an eight man was twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, they okay. were five and four and didn't make it that season. And I okay. think maybe the next year is when they switched to D one and two. Yeah, yeah. So it was at, at one point like now it's kind of like. Basically, everyone makes it unless you're, like, two and seven. Right. Which – but before, like, you had to usually win, what, at least five games to – like, you could miss it at five and four. Right,
5: right, exactly, yeah. Well, and Peck used to be in the Stars. Uh, Mm -hmm. They they just recently switched over to the Stripes, I believe, uh, maybe two years ago. Yeah, because uh, at
2: one point it was called
5: the B and the – yeah, it's – Yeah, the red, white, and blue. Yeah, and then yeah, it was that, just the A. Yeah. Right. Nothing
2: right. like thumb conference realignment <laughs> that, right, that happens every right. few years.
5: But uh, CPS, that's a, that's a, – they're, they're a team. They've, they've won three games this year. But just looking at that doesn't really tell the whole story. That, this is the, a program that's completely, you know, turned a corner. Uh, this is a team that was playing – strictly JV football a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the freshmen that were on that team, uh, led by Trenton Mitchell. He was mm-hmm. a starting quarterback for that team as a freshman. Uh, they've really changed the culture at CPS and, uh, you know, people are buying into the program. I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures of the, the updated field and everything. The field's it, gorgeous. I was actually up
1: there for the last game, and then the lightning struck as soon as I got in the parking lot, and I'm yeah. like, I'm not waiting on a delay. Right. Um. right. Yeah, so, I mean, and and
5: all the credit goes to Coach Hartzell, Eric Hartzell. Uh, he was brought in last year. Young guy, isn't he? Very young guy, yeah. Um, younger than me, I, I want to – he's – Younger than twenty five, probably. Yeah, he was like I thought when he was hired, he was like twenty three or something. Yeah, yeah, young dude. But uh, the team is bought in; their numbers are pretty solid, and uh, you know they they are going to have the issue of replacing Trenton Mitchell next year mm-hmm. um, because he's really he's he's the guy. Um, they run a, a pretty pretty interesting uh, RPO offense, triple option type thing, mm-hmm. and he's he's very good at running it. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, Three and five right now, but it's and they it's, could have taken a that. gimme
1: win this week, but they went out right. and found a game against the right. tough opponent.
5: Exactly, yeah, yep, and that's that's just another thing. It might not result in a win, but it's going to be good for the program. And you know, it's maybe CPS plays spoilers. I know Merrill's like right on the outside looking in right now, um, Which, but yeah, it, it's it's a program that's trending in the right direction and. Playing in the stripes is going to benefit them. Um, but if you look, um, their offense has been awesome this year. Oh, yeah. They've but actually
2: outscored their opponents throughout the year. Right. And right. their losses aren't – they only had one bad loss. They had the 34-28 loss to Bay City All Saints, 60-42 to against Merritt, uh, 72-36 to Sacred Heart. That's That, that looks game, a little better than –
5: Yeah, that game was a little – that that was a weird game because that was a game where CPS went down 35 mm-hmm. nothing,
2: or
5: and then came back. It was 35 28 or something like and that. And then they ran out and of then gas. They, yeah, and then they kind of you know blew them out in the second half. But Lost it, it, to
2: Peck 44 42.
5: Right. Which, were you at that game? I was at yeah. that game. Yep. That great game. Um, again, not not a win, but. It, 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 that's a game where you see the kids buy in like, mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't beat Peck in 10 years, but you know what? Now, you know, we're in a game with Peck and we have a chance at winning at the end of the game. You know, it's, it's really, it's really going to help uh, change the mindset there. And uh, you know, they, they have some, they have some good players, um, pretty talented senior class. Um, so they're going to have to replace that. But I think, in years past when you lose these great seniors, you're like, oh, man, we're, we're in trouble now. Yeah. But with the way that they've built up the program, it's not going to be as big of an issue, you know, because you have these these younger kids coming in, and you got you have more kids buying into the program and playing for the team. And uh, I think the future is pretty bright for CPS.
1: All right. Qu- quickly, before we hit the break here, going back to Peck, uh, I want uh, Caleb Lentner to get uh, – Well, because he's one of Thumb Legion's big guns, too. Yes, he
5: is an (laughs) awesome hockey player. He's a great baseball player, too. He's a a, a catcher, but his best sport is hockey, and he's a lot of fun to watch for hockey.
1: And Thumb Legion was kind of fun. I I got to see him two or three times last year, and they were just fun to watch.
5: Yeah, well, the first couple years, you could tell that they were just figuring it out. This year they figured it out. They were beating some pretty good teams. They were beating teams that were mercying them the year before, and uh, that, that's that's it's, it. Well, they
1: gave Marysville two tough games this season. Right, yeah. right,
5: and or that's, last season. Yeah, it, it it was awesome when they first brought the hockey team in, and now it's even better that they're winning and competing because you know it was regardless of how well they were doing the first couple years, it was still fun. But now that they're winning games and stuff. Uh, the only problem is like once it comes to playoffs you know you're co-oping with so many schools that's a technically a class a division one yeah. hockey team so <laughs> yeah you're you're, no, you're probably never going to really see a playoff run from the legion but they're they're a
1: lot of fun to watch all right uh no fun at all is the picks we'll do that next <laughs> and try to have some fun with it
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, flat out, it's uh, it's week nine. It's uh, the nitty gritty time uh, here, uh, Brady, because. We trail the guests. Yes, we do by two games. Yes, we do. (laughs) And week
2: nine, you always say Dennis is the second toughest week after week one. Uh, Week nine is conference games, man. So Uh. the
1: guests, no pressure here, Mike. But our guests are sixty-seven and thirteen this year. Okay. While Brady and I are now sixty-five and. 15. I was a game down but I caught caught up uh, on uh, Brady last week yeah he I went did. with his heart and took PA and I also didn't have all the information at the time of the pick but yeah. I will stand by it they almost <laughs> pulled it off <laughs> they did they, they made a great uh, comeback in that game and I thought they were gonna have it all right let's not waste any time Dennis it's it's time for the picks down the far sideline it's a foot race 30 20. 15, 10, 5, forget it, Gavin Troy, 90 yards on the run for a big red touchdown.
2: Snap comes, hands off, Groppy cuts up inside the right tackle room to work, Crosses the 25, 20, he will get into the end zone and put an exclamation point on this one. Touchdown, Pioneers.
1: Do so you played in the NFL. What's longer, a half or five-eighths? Or-
3: what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard.
2: Dennis, Marine City. Marine City. Paul, Marine City. Marine City. Marine City.
1: Steinhauer into the end zone. Touchdown, PHN.
5: So on the record, I'm the only one that took Northern. There's announcement
1: present. Thwart. I'm not sure what? Not my presence to the third For Rice, he's got it at the 30. Rice to the 25, blows by his defenders as he put it into another gear, and he'll walk it into the end zone for a Mooney touchdown.
0: Uh, fun fact on Hazel Park, as a JV basketball player, I dropped 19 points on
1: Hazel Park. It's
2: Ryder Brooks, he catches at the 15, and there's going to be no one between him and the end zone. Touchdown, St. Clair.
1: None of his teammates came to the poor guy's birthday party Sunday. I was not invited to the poor guy's birthday party because Brady doesn't want me around. He thinks I'm going to spoil his birthday. Yeah, you you really think I'm going to spoil your birthday? Well, if I would have known it would have cost me being the number one draft pick, I would have. (laughs) Anyway,
2: time for the picks. Dennis, you already went over the standings. And with week nine, some MAC teams uh, matched up against each other. Northern not playing. Got a little more thumb in here for Mike Gallagher. Let's start with what I believe is our first 8-man game of the picks this year. Deckerville travels to Morris. It's a colossal showdown in 8-man football. Dennis Stuckey as always get us started.
1: Who wins this game and why? Ah, I never pick against Deckerville. So and I and I want to I want to finish in first. <laughs> I'm picking Morris. Morris has just crushed everybody. They haven't had a game within 50 points this last week they won 46 or 48 to nothing that's like their closest game of the season mike gallagher
2: do you uh, go with your heart or do you go yeah, with
1: you know uh with with the way the standings
5: are set up i might have to play a little bit more <laughs> conservatively uh <laughs> but you know as, as we talked about earlier i, I wouldn't be surprised if deckerville won this game uh but but I also wouldn't be surprised if Morris won 48 to nothing. Uh, it's, it's, it's a scary team. Uh, give me the Orioles. God,
2: Dennis, you're right. It feels like you're picking against, like, Marine City or right. something. Yes. Like, it just feels sacrilegious. But I think Morris is winning this game. I said it earlier. Morris has lost one conference game since they've been in the NCTL, and that was four years ago, Dennis. Yeah. I was a sophomore in college when that <laughs> happened. Give me Morris – Sorry, Deckerville. Please prove us wrong. We'll right, gladly right, take yeah. the L here. Staying in the thumb, a colossal East versus West showdown as the Ubbly Bearcats travel to Bad Axe. Bad Axe slipped up a little last week. Still having one of their best
5: seasons in school history. Mike Gallagher. Who wins this game and why? Uh, this is this is probably going to be the toughest one we picked, just because Ubbly's been so great. Uh, Bad Axe has been great uh, we said it earlier this that they might have needed to lose that game last week maybe it's a wake-up call for him uh, but give me the Bearcats they they've they've been so good this year and uh, there's no reason not to pick them.
2: Bad Axe is a nice story but nice stories don't always have happy endings and it won't against Ubley I've <laughs> said it all year Ubley's a freight train and a one-way ticket to Ford Field hatchets aren't getting in their way Bearcats get it done on the road. Dennis Stuckey, over to you.
1: Yeah, nobody's beaten Ubley yet, so until it happens, it's hard for me to pick against Ubley, so I'm going with Ubley. Last game that involves
2: a thumb team, a GTC East-BWAC crossover. Marlette goes down to Algonac playing in the Swamp. Long road trip for the Raiders. It's not going to matter. Algonac does not have the defense to do it, and they won't have the weather helping them this game. Like I said, 42 points a game for Marlette. Algonac... Hasn't scored more than 24. I like the muskrats. I hope they figure it out, but Marlette's winning this
5: game. Dennis Stucky.
1: Yeah, you can get the air raid sirens going uh, early in this one. I think Marlette is going to win. Yeah. Mike Gallagher.
5: Same same here. Red Raiders. Uh, Algonac doesn't have the offense to keep up. Uh, Marlette has a vastly improved defense, and uh, I think it'll be uh, Marlette by a big margin. All
2: right. Now we're more into the BWAC. This is going to be an interesting one. The Martians of Goodrich come to BWAC country to take on Almont and the Raiders. Dennis Stuckey, you go first here. Two teams that are looking to make a run in the playoffs matchup. Who wins this game?
1: Uh, it ends in a tie. <laughs> Can I do that? No. Well, you can no. pick that, but you'll, yeah. get it, you'll get it wrong. Well, I'm down two games in the standings, and I think most people think Goodrich is the favorite in this one. So I'm going to go off the board, and I'm going to go Elmont wins in uh, in an upset in a really good football game, like 40 to 34. Over to Gallagher. It uh, Elmont, if you don't play them
5: every year, that's a very tough team to go in and uh, play against them. Uh, if you're not, you know, used to seeing a team like that, uh, however, Goodrich, I believe, is a very great team. Uh, Almont, they've they've been good. They just got through the the beefiest part of their schedule, uh, but give me the Martians,
2: Dennis. You, you stole my thunder a little bit. This is the game that Almont kind of shows that they've figured it out. Yeah, hey, we struggled a little bit for a str- for two games. Sue us. We're figured it out. Good, rich. That's what they're not great, rich. They're just good, rich. <laughs> Almont wins. All right, got um, no qualms with beating Martians. <laughs> um, a game that will be on Thursday at 5:30. So if you're listening to this after, well, sorry you missed it, but due to an officiating shortage, Richmond takes on Jackson County Chicken Parmesan Western um, on the road. Know nothing about the Panthers, oh, yeah. but they're called the Panthers. Mike Gallagher throw a dart, and what does it land on? Yeah,
5: I can't even pretend to know anything about that team Richmond's going to play, so I'll stick with the local team. Give me the Blue Devils. I know a little
2: bit. I know the BWAC is one of the toughest, smaller division conferences in the state. Richmond stumbled a bit, but the last two weeks they've been playing much better. They really, 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 really want to play Armada again. And they have to win this game to do so. I think they get it done on the road. Give me the Blue Devils.
1: Dennis Stuckey. Again, because we're tied in the standings and there has to be a tiebreaker game. I'm going with chicken parm here. It's one of my favorite meals. Uh, <laughs> love it when my wife uh, makes me eggplant parm. Ooh. So, eggplant parm wins. I think I'm getting chicken parmesan tonight when I get home. There anyway, you go. lucky guy. Oh, I know, right?
2: It's awesome. <laughs> Armada hosts a a winning team in Flint-Kersley. Armada trying to get off the schneid. We don't know where this game is going to be played at. I don't think it matters. Give me the Rowleys to roll over Flint-Kersley. Think Armada's a, a team that's, that's building up a program. Dennis Stuckey.
1: Yeah, uh, n- nobody needs one in week nine, like Armada kind of needs one. Just a little shot in the arm to remind them that they are a really good football team that we've really been impressed with all season long. They end the two game losing streak, Armada wins. Over to Gallagher.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Armada too. Uh, they they have lost their last two games, but really there's no shame in losing to Elmont, and there's no shame in losing to Crosslex. I don't think either of those losses are terrible losses. Uh, I think Armada is still a great team and uh, I think they'll bounce back this week. All right. Uh, did, I picked
2: Armada, right? Yes, Marty. you did. Okay, I started okay. that one off. I thought I did.
5: Um, Cross Lex goes to
2: Essexville-Garborough, a game that maybe lost a little luster from when we first saw it at the beginning of the year. Dennis Stuckey,
1: do the Pioneers keep rolling on through? Uh, are, are you listening, guys? I'm, I'm picking cross Lex to win this football game. Number two, cross to win this football game. Relax up there. I love you guys. Hey,
2: where? by the way, Gallagher, where are they in the Thumbwriters Association? Uh, they're, well, low, they're lower than that, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> jab, 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 yeah, jab, yeah. jab, jab. He's playing this for his entire team on right. the bus ride over there. Gallagher, who uh, wins this game?
5: Pioneers by a lot. I'm, gonna, I'm interested in seeing if they do it through the air or on the ground. Uh, it's been awesome to see the balance from this team this year. Um, obviously, Jake Townsend, great player, great quarterback. Uh, but it's nice, nice seeing that ground game come up big last week. Uh, give me the pioneers by a lot.
2: Yeah, I think crosslex 41, Garber. Twelve, and they're going to be mad that I picked them to get twelve. Pioneers <laughs> yeah. dominating. Coach
1: Sheridan is going. What are you talking about? Go We're going to shut them out. Twelve <laughs> points. Too many points.
2: <laughs> um, Port here on high in the Mac goes down to D6 Warren Michigan Collegiate. Another team we really don't know about. Let's go over to a man that out, was on a historical peck defense, Mike Gallagher.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, don't know much about PH. Don't know much about the other team. Uh, give me PH. Yeah, uh,
2: I don't think Warren Michigan Collegiate is much of anything. I think even without Amari Holler for this game, Port here on high absolutely rolls, similar to Crosslex. Big reds and a big blowout. I think PH is going to win this game, and uh, I'll just leave it at that. All right, well, I'm flipping these two because I want to end with a different one. St. Clair goes to Marysville at Walt Braun Viking Stadium. Saints need this win for a one-seed in the district. Marysville just needs this win for for good feelings. I alluded to it earlier in the show. Marysville has, like, one or two weapons. St. Clair has four or five and a much bigger offensive line. Give me the Saints, although... It'll be close. There'll be a time in the third quarter you'll go, is Marysville going to do this? But the Saints will just run them out just a little too much, Dennis Stuckey.
1: It's been a tough stretch for Marysville, but I I do think they're going to show up for this game and and give one of their better efforts. But I'm with you. I hate to say that I'm with you, Brady. I think the Saints are just a little bit better, and the better team's going to win. Mike Gallagher. Yeah, give me
5: St. Clair as well. As you mentioned, going for that number one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested to see how they wrap up the season because that's a, that's a team that could end up in the same district as Croslex and North yep. Branch. Yep. Uh, Possibly hosting North Branch. Right, yeah. So uh, big implications for that one. Uh, but, yeah, give me St. Clair. All right. Now our
2: coup de grace of the week. By the way, Dennis, you'll be on the call for St. Clair Marysville at uh, – 6-4 or 6-30-ish pregame at Walt Braun Viking Stadium, Stream 1. I will be at East China Stadium as the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame Prep come up to play the Marine City Mariners. Marine City and Notre Dame Prep, both fan bases pointing at each other, saying, you haven't played anyone,
1: and they're <laughs> going to finally play each other. Dennis Stuckey, who wins this game and why? Uh, Marine City is 8-0. and oh. They've been my number one team all year. Why would I pick against them? I don't care that the simulator said Notre <laughs> Dame prep by one point. Marine City's going to win this football game. I started haranguing you back in week two that Notre Dame prep was nothing. All right. Gallagher, pick uh, this big matchup of two teams you
2: do not cover. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: I feel like Marine City, uh, kind of similar to uh, Crosslex, maybe feels a little bit disrespected, as you mentioned. Uh Maybe haven't really played anybody yet this year. Uh, but they, they'll, they'll have something to prove this week, and I, I think they'll they'll win this one.
2: Much like the Croslex game, I think both Marine City and Croslex have earned the respect of a lot of people in the area. Mm-hmm. Maybe not around the state. This is a game where they show what they're made of. Marine City, multiple score victory over the Irish. Put a little bit of fear of some Division 5 teams. Dennis, that's the picks. All right.
1: That being said, I can uh, delete out this one. Uh, and, uh, we, gentlemen, we have under two minutes until I hit the close. So say what you got to say. Uh,
5: I I just want to say uh, it's it's it, this has been a great football season after what we had to deal with last year. It's been great to be back. Obviously, a couple hiccups with forfeits and Saturday games and Thursday games, and but it's really it's been great getting back to the full week nine schedule. And, uh, you know, getting getting back to high school football.
2: Thank you for coming in. I'm sure we'll talk during the playoffs, yeah. especially if Crosslex does what we hope they can do, if Ubley right. does
5: what we hope they can do. But I'm sure we'll talk to you a lot more during basketball season as well. I'm looking forward to it, yeah. You know, it, it's 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 going to be sad when the football season's over, but you're already kind of thinking about basketball. Oh, yeah, looking at schedules already, yeah. starting yeah. to get them all in. Yep.
1: But let's not put the cart before the horse, a great football right. season, great crescendo to the regular And I season. think we're going to have a busy playoff because, I mean, Ubley is a threat, Marine City is a threat, Croslex is a threat, and I don't mean to leave anybody else out, but, like, those three have a chance to play a few weeks here. Really. Yeah. Right. By
2: the way, is there any chance Ugly can play on Saturday in the playoffs? Do they ever do that? Because we we want to cover Ugly. Yeah, there.
5: I don't know that they have. Maybe last year, just because of all the the COVID stuff. Right, but they usually don't. Oh, no. that sucks! Play yeah. on Saturday, <laughs> yeah. or
2: or lagro schedule a Saturday game. We'll want to see your game.
1: Yeah, uh, do a do a Saturday afternoon in uh, week uh, one of the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Because we know you're listening. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 if you want us to cover you and you don't play at East China Memorial Stadium, because that's probably where we'll be week one of the playoffs, play
1: Saturday, and we'll be there. Yeah, there you go. All right. So, with that, uh, again, thanks for uh, coming, Mike. I know it's a little bit of a drive, so we appreciate it. it Um, And this week, I'm going to remember to turn that up so that uh, (laughs) this sounds normal. Anything else? Thanks for listening.